Welcome into Super Dope Plus Ultra. That's the first time in a long time that I've introduced it just as Super Dope Plus Ultra right off the bat instead of Dragon Ball Super Dope. But me having just taken the time to explain that to you, I've totally undone the good that I've done in the previous uh, introduction of the show. So, um, very special episode today. Joined by my friend Kelly. Kelly, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm all right. Day like 78,000 of quarantine, so just doing the thing. Feels like that. Yeah. Social distancing to the extreme. Everyone's like wearing masks and stuff now. It's a weird sight. Yeah, it's required now at my work. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, hope you guys are all staying safe and healthy out there in the world. Hope you guys are, uh, I don't know, doing okay, getting by. Um, thankfully, me and Kelly are still employed. I hope that is the case for you. If it's not, go listen to some old episodes of Dragon Ball Super, though. We'll help get you over the hump, baby. Come on. Um, very special episode today in that um, you know that we just wrapped up Season 4 of My Hero Academia. Um, My Hero Academia has definitely become one of my favorite things to talk about on this show and that's why we just covered the entire fourth season uh, episode by episode so knowing that it's going away for um i don't think we know but probably at least six to twelve months uh on the low end of time um before season five comes back i'd still like to be able to um get some my hero academia discussion on the pod on a semi-regular basis and i thought one decent way to do it is uh Maybe once a month we can take some time and uh, figure out an excuse to talk about My Hero Academia. And one of those excuses could come in the way of character birthdays. So here we are in the month of April. doesn't feel right if we wouldn't drop an episode on 420. I thought, hey, 420, Bakugo's birthday. Katsuke Bakugo, perfect excuse. So today we're going to talk about some of our favorite Bakugo moments, some of the obvious ones that everyone talks about when they describe his character or talk about some of their favorite moments. But me and Kelly also have some of those uh, more, I guess, minor moments um, that are, uh, I don't know, I think just as illuminating on his character and uh, who he is as a person. He's not all butthole all the time. But before we get to Bakugo moments, we did have a voicemail come in specifically to Boku no Hero Academia, would you care to take a listen to that first? Yes, I would. I would love to. Perfect. Uh, let's see. Let's see who it's from. What's going on, Super Dope? Timmy Jones calling. I was just curious about what you think of this season of My Hero Academia. I thought the first half of it was paced really fast, and the second half really slowed down afterwards. I honestly feel like they should have added more of the post-Nomu fight in this season, but I don't know. I guess we'll wait till next season, but can't wait to hear your answer. Good job on episodes. Talk to y'all later. The legend grows, Timmy Jones. Hope, <laughs> hope you're doing all right out there, baby. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of what you just said about season four makes sense because it's stuff that I've kind of said in the past in a lot of ways. I don't know if I, I think I was okay with where the season ended, like that no move fight just got me hyped enough to see Endeavor. So yeah, like yeah. next year, if there's a good portion of the season that revolves around Endeavor, I'm a hundred percent okay with that, and I assume that there will be. Um, but I agree, overhaul little too fast. We didn't really have you on the show when overhaul was going on yet. So, what did you think no. of the first half of the season? 
Um, I I really liked having a different villain. Um, but uh, I don't know. I was more interested in like Midoriya's growth than I was with like the villain aspect of it. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite mm. overhaul. Well, and I think that makes sense. I don't know. No, it does make sense. I think the villain was, I mean, I personally found the villain to be fucking terrifying with how reserved he was right up until he killed you and exploded your guts all over his walls or whatever. <laughs> like, that was a, the fun part of Overhaul for me. I think that, and like, he's a younger dude. He's, oh, uh, no. you know, kind of reinventing the mob and he's kind of a polite person about it. You know, little do we know he's like a precursor to Gentle Criminal, who is like the ultimate gentleman. But, um, <laughs> I enjoyed the oh, I enjoyed switch. overhaul as a villain, but you're right. I think Midoriya's growth as a character and seeing him just have to be the guy um, responsible for putting that big villain down. I mean, he's got the benefit of Eerie strapped to his back, obviously, to help him make that happen. But uh, Midoriya's growth through that arc, I think, was probably the cooler part than yeah, it the was really cool. Villain. Plus, there's a lot of loss in that arc too. Yeah, that's true. I think that might be Ugh. my my problem is we don't have enough time to grieve all the loss in that arc. I know, like a lot of stuff happened in it. Well, so much loss. I mean, you obviously the the you got the obvious loss of Sir Night Eye, but even like the loss of Mirio and what makes him um like, Mirio's quirk it's... really. Yeah. And the heartbreaking nature in which that had to happen. I know it was so sad, really was. In the so not to keep talking about the manga, but in the manga, I'm actually at the chapter where they first meet. Yeah, the big let's, three. let's press pause on what you're about to say. How many manga chapters have you read in the past two weeks? Right? Is that it? Stop it! Don't make me feel bad is about it. it. Is I'm it two on, weeks? Yeah, probably. I'm on chapter 110. You're such a nerd. Actually, I think I'm further than that because I was reading them last night. Let me double check. I'm on chapter 126. You are intense. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, I'm sorry to press pause on your manga comment. Go ahead. Well, I'm at the, that's where I'm at in the story right now is that they had just met the big three and are talking about just working with the professionals. So I'm like about to meet Night Eye and kind of get into this arc in the manga. That's pretty exciting. Um, so you're yeah, going to have a good insight within, I'm sure, like a day or maybe half a day uh, as to how the <laughs> overhaul arc goes down in its entirety. And that's kind of the only reason I want to read the manga. I mean, obviously, it's because I'd, I'd like to know what happens for next season's material before it gets spoiled for me. Like so many things have yeah. been slowly over the last year. But I also want to see the overhaul arc and how it's paced on the page versus on the screen. Because so much of what drove me nuts about that arc was, oh, look, it's a little flashback to Amajiki when he's a little kid. And I'm happy to see that. But I think that me seeing Amajiki as a little kid deserves more. And this is just an example. I don't remember if they did a full episode or a full flashback or what. But throughout, they have these flashbacks that are like two minutes. And I'm like, shit, I want to see more yeah. of that. That's an interesting part of the story. Give me more of that story. It's like, no, we got to get right back to this ass whooping. But what's frustrating about the ass whooping is even though it's great at parts, it like recycles material or like, I don't know, aspects of the timeline or the continuity of the event all over again. It's like, cool. We just saw this Amajiki thing. And now we're right back upstairs where the hallway is all wobbly and the walls are moving around. Like we saw this two episodes ago. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of my frustration in the overhaul arc. It, it felt like it didn't know where to spend its time. Um, 
but definitely felt okay going back and, and retreading or getting some uh, additional mileage out of some things. But whatever, if you want to hear more in-depth analysis on Season 4, make sure you go back and listen to our most recent podcast. It's going back. Uh, we did one episode. We did one podcast for every episode, so going back to October, pretty much. You know what I don't know if we – I don't know if we mentioned it in that episode or if I – maybe I just didn't notice it at the time. But Endeavor, at the very end when he's standing and he's got his, like, arm up in the air, you know, that's the exact same pose that – all Might is in. Yeah. When he, which I didn't notice the first time around. Um, and then I like rewatched it and I noticed it and I thought that was really crazy. Yeah. It's a but, symbol so, like, of peace moment. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It's the exact same. Like, cause I was like, why is he standing like that with his hand in the air? But I, I mean, it was wicked cool because I was so into the fight. I was like, oh my God, Endeavor, you freaking kicked butt. Yeah. But then I so looked back ass. and I was like, oh, it's the same pose he had. Yeah. I see. I guess all those little quick cuts to him asking all my about what it means to be the symbol of peace uh, paid off. Yeah. I was like, oh, I see. And I didn't notice it the first time I watched it. It makes me excited for season five. Um, I am excited for season five. I'm super excited <laughs> for season forever. five. But before we speculate on season five, we're going to, again, we're going to try to find some excuses to touch on My Hero Academia stuff, uh, at least hopefully once a month. Um, there are a lot of of characters so i'm sure we could find some more birthday excuses but i'm sure there's other ones in there as well if you got an idea for my hero academia topic or suggestion for you know keeping this conversation going uh, between now and the start of season five tweet at us at db superdope one follow us on instagram at db superdope call us up leave us a voicemail 401-213-9596 that's what timmy jones did and he left a great voicemail. Thanks for this brief recap on season four, Timmy. Thanks for giving us the opportunity to make it happen. Anyway, best boy Bakugo, Triple B. Oh, he's my favorite. So there are like the obvious moments where um, everyone's like, oh, man, when Bakugo did that, that's when I knew that he was my favorite. And I think that's kind of the majority of like how people feel about Bakugo. There's a small minority that somehow have loved them, has loved Bakugo right from Jump Street. When like the first line out of his mouth is, hey, go jump off the roof. Um, that was terrible. You remember how you felt about Bakugo when you first met him as a character, I guess in the anime, and I don't know how different it may or may not I be in the manga. Do. This is like, probably says a lot about me as a person. Um, but I always really like the characters that are like really like rough and hard to like that. I've always liked those characters best in shows. Um, I don't know why exactly. So I liked him pretty much right away. I mean, it's hard to like him in the very beginning because Deku's so like pathetic and then he gets picked on and it's just like, Oh, stop, you know? Yeah. But once they were in school together, um, I really liked him right from when they were like in UA. Yeah. And I mean, I think, um, what, I mean, is there any reason in particular that you liked him so much? I mean, I, I think that some people just like to like the, uh, what's the word? The rival. Some people just like to like the rival. They like to be the contrarian. They like to say, fuck the main character. Fuck Goku. I'm a Vegeta guy. I was like that for a long time, but you know what? I've come to, uh, I've come to the realization that my life's not the same without Goku. Could probably do without Vegeta. Oh my god, I can't say I can't believe I just said that out loud. 
Anyway. I, I like, wish I knew what you were talking about, but I wish you did too. I've never the, seen it. The weight of that statement <laughs> is not lost on me, but it's completely lost on you. Um, I probably feel the same way about Deku and Bakugo. Like, Deku is a great main character, but I think he is um, brought up to a higher level uh, with the perfect foil in Bakugo. But I don't think Bakugo started off as a perfect foil. I thought he just started off as like a very like two-dimensional, cut-and-paste kind of antagonist rival type from any anime. And Horikoshi has taken a lot of opportunity to uh, right when he think right when you think he's written him into a corner where you're like, oh, Bakugo is definitely about to turn evil, or Bakugo is definitely about to do this fucked up thing. He does the exact opposite, and you realize that. Despite the tough exterior, he still has a good motivation and a good heart. And uh, even though, like you said, he's he's pretty rough and tumble and uh, has an explosive temperament, pun fully intended, I think that the moments where we get to see the soft, like, calm Bakugo, or like even, like, uh, like the nerdy, angry Arrogant Bakugo. Bakugo. Arrogant Bakugo yeah. is not my favorite. He's probably my least favorite. But, like, nerdy Bakugo when he's, like, in bed at 7.30 because he needs to get a full 10 hours or, like, when he brushes his teeth and just kapows the fucking germs right out of his mouth. Like, <laughs> those are some of my favorite, like, minor Bakugo <laughs> moments for sure. Um, yeah. But the, the big ones, I think everyone would agree that, um, at least for me, I don't know if there's one that registers for you before this, but Bakugo's first big moment for me was when he fights Uraraka, uh at the sports festival. Yes, I liked that a lot, too. Everybody gets on his case and says, yo, why are you beating up a girl like this? Like, why, you're just going full tilt right out of the gate. You're trying to murder this poor girl. And I was on the same page as those people. I'm like, yeah, this Bakugo, he continues to be a dick. God, I hate him. He's so evil. He's going to be the evilest. And then it gets to the end of the fight. And he gets back to the stands and everyone's like, hey, hey, man, you're a dick. He's like, yeah, right. That girl would have whooped my ass had I not done what I'd done. And just kind of gives Iraraka the props by saying, I had to do that or else I would have lost because she's that. I think he says something like she's not as fragile as you all yeah, make her they out to say, be. How dare you do that to a fragile little girl? And he's like, she's not a fragile little girl. Yeah. She'll whoop all your asses, probably. And that's why I had to lay the explosive smackdown. But I did watch that fight again yesterday. And that moment where, that's like. Good. All the like she you see like the shot of all the rocks up above him and you're like, Oh my god. <gasps> oh shit. It's it's awesome. And yeah, I, I really liked it too. So pumped for that moment. And then Bakugo just makes it look so effortless and blowing the entire thing up. I know. And then one explosion, I was like, Oh, crushed. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think that's probably like the first moment where I was like, All right, maybe there's more to this character than I've given him credit for to this point in the series. Um, you have anything that you can think of that kind of, or like your first impression of, of when maybe, well, it's tough to say because you liked him right out of the gate. So I don't I know. I did like him right out of the gate. Yeah. I liked him right away. When I liked him right away, the first moment where I was like, oh, I like this kid is when he was the one who was taken by the slime monster. And Deku's like, oh my God, how can he be like withstanding that right now? And you go to it and he's just like, fuck you, you're not going to take my fucking body. I've worked too hard for this shit. So that's when I was like, oh, I like this kid. This kid's cool. Yeah. That was my first. The fact that he was, you know, could have so easily given up and just been like, 
the damsel in yeah. distress for lack of a better term. But that he was just pissed, like Yeah. He just blows up even further. Yeah. That's yeah. when I first liked him. I like that the sludge monster story continues to follow him around, like especially in the first couple of seasons. You're like, aren't you that kid with the sludge monster? Yeah. That's so funny. And then after the sports festival happens, it's like, oh, you're that kid who won the sports festival who was fucking chained to a, (laughs) had to be muzzled and chained to the They have the metal put in his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I love how some of these moments just continue to follow them around. But um, I think after the Iraqa one, and I mean, I guess, you know, following up on that, you could say the Todoroki fight where. You know, Todoroki ultimately doesn't use his uh, fire side, left side, right side, who cares? It's fire quirk. And uh, Bakugo feels like he got a a cheap win, like a less than first place. Doesn't count. Um, yeah. That was another one where I was like, oh, man, all right, this kid's really in it to win it. He's just not about the uh, title or the status or the fame or the money or whatever. He genuinely wants it to be the very best like no one ever was. Dan, dan, dan. To catch that, I just watched that. Did you? Which one? Like the original one? No. So, like my kids, they everything that's like old school and great about old animation, they hate. So, like old, yeah, right? Like old Disney movies, they do not like them. They only like the new Disney movies. But there's um the Pokemon movie Mewtwo. They came out with like a new one on Netflix. The original is obviously better. Yeah, man. But I was like, oh, let's check this out. <laughs> so it just kind of was in my head. It was just the other day. It's kind of scary. And when Ash turns to stone and all the Pokemons cry on him and stuff. Oh, my stuff, God. I'm, like, crying. Oh, my. <gasps> yeah, it's ugly. Yeah, what a mess. Ugly tears. Ugly sobs. Um, Pikachu! Mm, <laughs> so... Sports festival stuff. Bakugo obviously has a couple of good moments, but the first time where I was like, yo, I'm fully on this motherfucker's team is he gets captured by the League of Villains. They, mm-hmm. They've got him back at the safe house. Unbeknownst to him, you know, the heroes and the police are coordinating to do this rescue thing and, and break into the safe house and snatch him up. And leading up to all of that, he's just sitting there. He's probably surrounded by what, like seven or eight people, I think. Yeah, in that little room, and that weird bar. He starts having like the inner monologue. He's like, "Hmm, they know. I know that if I try to attack them, you know, there's too many of them for me to really be able to fight. But I'm valuable bait to them. Like they need to make sure they keep me alive. So, and he's like really thinking about making a play. And these villains make the offer. Like, there's a reason we captured you, man. And it's the same reason the audience maybe hasn't fully bought into you as a character yet. You're kind of a dick." You got villain material written all over you, man. Why don't you join our our league, our league of villains? And I don't know. Have you ever watched Naruto? I have seen part. I haven't watched like all of it, but I have seen it. Never watched any of it, but I do know that <laughs> this is what's referred to as a. Uh, I believe it's called a Sasuke moment. Sasuke, yeah. yeah. So um, everyone sort of expected him to turn tail, join the league of villains, and have Bakugo fully become. You know, not just like a rival character, but like a full-on antagonist. That was me. I was totally Googling. I was like, "Is oh my God, does Bakugo become a villain? Oh my God. They could have oh gone down that route very easily. And uh, like I said before, every time they're about to make a decision with that character where you're like, I can see this happening. What an asshole he is about to be. 
they take a complete right turn and go the other way. And it's like, oh, wow, this actually worked out better for this character. And this was the moment where I was like, uh, again, I fully I fully buy into you, Bakugo, when he's ready to step to the villains, trying to figure it out in his head. First of all, I'm like, wow, you're fucking crazy. Like, you're a 15... He is crazy. You're a 15, 16-year-old <laughs> kid. What is what is going through your brain right now? I can't believe you're thinking it's about like trying to... like, they probably to... won't kill me because uh, they need me for leverage. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, literally yeah. the only insurance that he's got. He's like, well, they probably won't probably. kill me. Talk about the confidence like, in yeah. that. Um, but then when he gets the offer to turn and just have that being out, I mean, I don't know if anyone would blame him being a kid captured by this, you know, league of, of villains. I wish I had a better thing to call them besides the ridiculous name that they've uh, chosen for themselves. Um, he has the option to join and have, you know, this whole being a ca- prisoner or whatever thing go away. And he says, fuck you, <laughs> man. You know who I want to be when I grow up? All my. All Might. You know what's about to happen? Knock, knock, knock. Pizza delivery. And then All Might smashes dude right in the face. Like, just that he was so adamant in trying to be like, he could have said nothing. I think it's compressed or maybe twice. They say like, hey, you could have just like pretended that we were winning you over. Like, I don't know why you're so um, pig-headed in your hero uh, yeah. virtues and ambitions, but whatever and i think that's why i was like oh man no this kid's the real deal he's got some emotional problems and definitely a temper issue but he wants to be a hero too he could be a hero too is that how the song goes i don't know Uh, no i'm singing the theme song i forget i'm trying to think of the jiro song oh um yeah, it's uh, I can be a hero too. I think is what it says. I think that's what I, I just thought, said too. Did I tell you what I thought it was? I thought the words were "We all go to a hero school," and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> we all <laughs> go to." A... I was like, "Oh no, it's not <laughs> superhero school. A superhero school." <laughs> we go to a superhero school. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I like this song," and then I looked up the words, and I was like, "That is not what I thought she said." <laughs> that is not what she said. So we now know that he's a full on All Might fanboy. And uh, I think he's firmly entrenched himself in my heart. And I'm like, all right, this kid's got the best of intentions and ambitions, even though he goes about it in a kind of fiery, explosive, asshole ish way sometimes. When I really like, I think more understood Bakugo, I mean, the, at least in terms of like the last of the major moments uh, that I think everyone would talk about when, you know, talking about this character is the end of season three when uh, him and Deku have, I guess, their second fight of the series, maybe. Um, I think it is. I could, maybe there's a third one. It doesn't matter. They have a fight at the end of season three and he asks to meet him out there at night. Hey, I want to see the full extent of your quirk. Let's go. It's like the last cap to season three. It's a two episode uh, two-part episode and all might comes at the end and you know basically gets them to cut the shit and uh asks them like what the hell brought this about and bakugo has his breakdown and you know you it's revealed to the audience that all of this time since the fight with all for one um all might having to retire bakugo has basically blamed himself because he was weak enough to allow himself to get captured by the villains and um, 
you know, put himself in harm's way. All Might had to run in and rescue him. He wasn't strong enough to do anything himself. He he very much has the end of All Might on his shoulders, on his conscience. And I just never really considered that he had that side of the emotion pool because he's either like so arrogant or so angry or so just doesn't give a shit. Like it's pretty much those are his three modes. Either I'll kill you, I don't care, or I want to be the very best. Like, like no one ever was. So seeing him break down and cry and get real for a moment about something he genuinely gives himself blame for. Um that's when I that's when he became a 3D character to me. Same. I loved that. I felt so Oh my gosh, because he's he actually says he literally says like All Might's like, Oh, I always thought that you I never saw it because I always thought that you were like so strong. And he means physically. And Bakugo literally is like, No, I'm weak too. And he means like, you know, he has a weaknesses and he felt oh my god, I loved it. I was just like, Bakugo. So much of so much of I think the thing that isn't often talked about about Bakugo, and we'll probably touch on it a little bit more in one of the other points is even though he's just as big an All Might fan as Deku, Deku literally has All Might like mentoring him. I mean, mm-hmm. All Might's a teacher at the school, and he's everyone's teacher or whatever, but he's Deku's mentor. And not only does Bakugo have to figure shit out on his own, pretty much, uh, he doesn't have a, a guiding uh, teacher like that or a guiding mentor like that in his life. He has to watch somebody who he's pretty much hated since childhood in Deku get mentored by the guy who he's idolized his entire life like yeah his, he's like one of his biggest fans oh that's that was a, a special kind of misery yeah yeah i'm sure that that's everyone i think that you're right everyone probably has that as one of their like their big turning moments for bakugo i think those are the biggest three or four if we count the total rookie one but I, there are also some more minor moments where, you know, they're not, like, super impactful on the plot or anything, but I think there are, like, some passing lines or some passing instances where you see someone with Bakugo and you're like, oh, wow, he's uh, kind of grown a little bit or he's kind of matured or that's something that I wouldn't expect him to have, uh, to have whatever. He's got, like, a really, he's a decent cook. Like, he's got, I like, love that. He's got, like, weird <laughs> little pieces to his character where you're like, oh, Okay, like it, it continues to flush him out a little bit more. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's interesting, uh, sometimes it's you know the All Might uh, blaming himself for All Might's retirement moment. Like that's when Bakugo starts to become a little bit more. Um, a little uh, that's when Bakugo starts to like raise in the ranks in terms of my favorite characters in the series, especially among the students. But there are some of those mi- more minor moments. I know that you wrote down a handful of them, um, yeah. and that I think me and you had some some cross on them so why don't you give me your first couple points go for the first you know that you had a manga specific point yes so i do not have the anime though well i wanted to go back to see if i could find it in the show and um i haven't had time because i've been like home i haven't had time to like watch the episode so it is possibly in the episode and i just missed it but i've watched a lot of clips and they don't mention it in any of the clips but um, in the final exam, when Deku and Bakugo are up against All Might, right, and they're fighting, after, um, you know, I think that Bakugo gets, like, knocked out and Deku, like, gets him out of the, they get out together, right? And then in the show, All Might talks a lot about how Midoriya 
is like the type of person he's like, oh, Midoriya, you could have just left by yourself and still passed, but you're that type of person that can't leave a friend behind, right? Yep. And I'm pretty sure that that's where it ends. I don't think that he says anything about Bakugo. But in the manga, he says Bakugo, because they talk about how All Might's like the big wall to overcome, to become like the number one hero. You have to like get past this big wall. And um, All Might says, Bakugo, you sure do smile when you're up against a big wall. And then it shows like flashbacks of him when he's fighting. And when he's fighting, he's always, it's like kind of like a, almost like a mean smile, but he's always smiling when he fights because it like gets him wicked pumped up. And I loved that. I was like, oh my God, this is such a great All Might moment about Bakugo. And then I couldn't find it in any of the clips on that episode. So maybe it is there and people just don't include it in the fight clips i don't know but it was a really cool part of the manga that i really liked could be a translation error maybe just uh you know didn't make it over um from one material to or one medium to another but that is a pretty cool moment i don't recall them saying that in the anime either so but you're right yeah i didn't remember it dude always has like his big sharp teeth on whenever he's getting ready to explode something (laughs) yeah and when it's like a big hard fight he was like oh you always smile when you're up against a wall and it was like wicked cool i liked it um okay so with the manga moment that one is a uh, first one in i i think it's it's cute i, I mean it's a, it's a minor one but like exactly yeah, those, are the type, those are the types of moments that we're talking about are just those little minor moments but that's a manga specific one so you get to lead with an anime one now go for it okay so then this is also really minor but it's just one of the things that i like because i like small things that make characters more likable and it was at training camp, when they're trying to protect him, when they find out that he's going to be kidnapped. So all of the students are like with Bakugo and they're all forming a plan. They're like, okay, you're going to be in the front and you two on the sides. And then like, we'll have him behind. And the whole time Bakugo just has this like confused blank face where he's like looking around and like blinking. And it turned into a meme, like it's like a meme and a gif that yeah. is one of my favorite things ever. It's hilarious, and I love it. It's one of my favorite Bakugo moments. Yeah, how confused he looks in the midst of all that. Yes, it's very funny, and I use it a lot, like as a as a gif to people <laughs> when I'm like confused about stuff. I use it as a gif. I guess, I'm, I guess I'm yet to get that gif. Yeah, sorry. So that's another one of my favorites. It's definitely a smaller moment. It's like take I don't know what is it like two seconds but i really like it i like stuff like that in shows so i think one of my favorite i don't know if it's really considered a minor moment but it is something that i don't think is brought up as regularly is when all might and aizawa have to visit all the parents respectively after the kidnapping and the league of villains incident and all that and they have to pitch them all and the kids moving into dorms and they go to Bakugo's mm-hmm. house, and you see Bakugo's parents. I mean, Bakugo's parents, and then that whole scene is one of my favorite things, and that's on my list for for a minute. But <laughs> afterwards, and I, that's that's why I, I don't want to talk about Bakugo's parents first. It's kind of more minor for them. But when Bakugo follows All Might out and asks him about Deku and what's the relationship there, and what does he look like to you, and Bakugo, you can see, is already starting to piece together in his head. Like, I think any of us would, but then again, we don't have the same perspective as the other characters in the series, but whatever. Bakugo is already figuring things out that All Might and Deku are a little bit more than just, you know, teacher and student. It's like, uh, 
mentor-mentee thing and something's not right about Deku and whatever. Bakugo is prime time to be the guy to, to figure out what the problem is. So I think that when Bakugo follows him out, I think that's kind of speaking to a moment from before where like Bakugo has to figure everything out for himself. He doesn't have the benefit of a mentor like All Might, but when he has the courage to... um you know, follow All Might out, ask him that question, and expect to get the big heavy truth. Even though he doesn't really get anything from All Might, All Might's like, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine, whatever. And Baku was like, yeah, he cool. He says, you know, it's cool if you don't want to tell me. And he's all calm. You know what I mean? And I liked that about him, too. He wasn't mad. He didn't get, like, aggressive. He was like, it's cool if you don't want to tell me. Yeah. Calm, cool, measured Bakugo is one of my favorites because he, in some ways, is like even funnier and more dangerous than like uh explosive ill-tempered bakugo um when he puts his brain into things which he's got a big old brain he's definitely a, a, an overachiever and, he's very smart yeah dude's a nerd um i think that uh little moments like that again i think him asking all might isn't like a minor moment but i don't think it's as often brought up um in regards to some of the best bakugo moments um, we did have another voicemail. Um, Federico actually left us a voicemail. He was going to try to join us, but he's actually in the midst of moving into his new home. And I don't think the internet guy has come quite yet. So I think that's happening this weekend. Hopefully we'll talk with feds shortly, but he did call up the voice line and leave us a couple of his favorite Bakugo moments. So let's listen to his before we finish off the rest of ours. Yeah, let's hear it. What up, super dope fan? It's Feds. Uh, just calling to wish Kachan a happy birthday on one of the glorious days in the world, 420. Woo. So in honor of Kachan's birthday, <laughs> I would like to tell you guys a few of my favorite Kachan moments. Uh, the first one would have to be earlier, in, it was an early part of the show, it was during the sports festival when uh, it was during the horse battle where Kirishima was the horse. <laughs> and this is when I really turned on Kachan and <clears throat> from hating him to actually liking him. Uh, when he uttered the phrase, we have to be the undisputed champions of the game, <laughs> very loudly, and, and while beating the crap out of Kirishima in the process. Uh, this was a great scene for me because it really did show Kachan's tenacity and his willingness to never give up no matter how grim the situation may be, which is one of the biggest parts of being a hero in the first place. And then my other Kachan moment that I love is actually from this most recent arc, the school festival arc, when he is the drummer in the band and he said he has to, we have to kill UA with our sound and being a fan of heavy metal and stuff. Uh, this really resonates with me because, yeah, that's what metal is all about. Killing people with your sound, man. You gotta be brutal. You gotta be fast. You gotta be improv. You have to improvise a lot, but not too much. Damn uh, right. So, yes, those are my two favorite Kachan moments of the series. Again, happy birthday to Kachan, aka Katsuke Bakuba. Katsuke Bakugo. There you go. Uh, I hope you all are being safe out there during this pandemic and taking care of each other and yeah that's it so uh 
Happy birthday, Kachan. Super dope. <laughs> I love that Feds calls him That's Kachan. Nice through and through. Me too. Um, Kachan. Also, that moment in the in the um, headband relay race or whatever the heck it's called. Uh, yeah. That is a really funny moment. Um, but I think it makes sense that that's when Feds decided he liked Bakugo because Feds and Feds is one of the most overly competitive people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> oh, so it makes sense that once Bakugo turns on the um, the competitive nature and spirit and starts kicking the shit and yelling at and berating his friends, that's when Feds is like be the undisputed champion. Undisputed champions. <laughs> got it it's fun but that's funny to me that's when he lined up with fez but i do um i do like that bakugo became a drummer too yeah he, i like that he can play the drums i was like oh that's cool like a prodigy just picked it right up and just knew drums are hard to play yeah i definitely cannot play the drums splitting your brain four ways that makes my brain want to jump out of my skull and off of a bridge nice um <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of other um of the more minor bakugo moments what else you got in mind kelly oh for me um so another one that i really liked was when they were at the provisional license exam and um he's fighting against that weird meatball guy oh that was so disgusting wasn't it okay <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gross but um he gets hit so he's gonna turn into a, a meatball and he like hands his grenade over to um Kaminari. Kaminari, yep. Kaminari. And Kaminari, so this isn't technically a Bakugo moment, but Kaminari is like, yo, I know that his personality sucks, but Bakugo is trying really hard to be a hero. And I, I liked that. I liked that, like, some of his friends, you know, can see that he's trying really hard to be a hero and don't want people to be talking shit about Bakugo. Especially his boyfriend. So I like that moment. Kirishima. Yes. Oh my God, Kirishima. They're totally boyfriends. I love them together. 100% boyfriends. Actually, I didn't write this one down, but I think it's, you haven't seen the first My Hero Academia movie, have you? No, but they wear matching suits, don't they? They do. And there's like a scene where I I think it's, I can't remember who helps who, but one of them helps the other. I think Kirishima helps Bakugo, like whatever, fix his tie or something. And I'm like, oh my fucking God, boyfriends. (laughs) Yes. Roll with it. Just let it happen already. I love that that video you sent me about like older people watching oh, Bakugo. And yeah. when there's the moment with Kirishima, that old guy is like, oh, they like each other. Oh. I was like, oh my God. They're those kind <laughs> other of friends. people see it too. So, for those who don't know what we're talking about, I accidentally stumbled on a video yesterday that is uh, exactly. elderly people reacting to My Hero Academia, but it's pretty much just Bakugo moments. Yeah. It's all angry Bakugo stuff. Oh, Bakugo. But there's like I a loved it. There was it was so good. And like some Sometimes of the old people the old like ladies start crying. Oh my I god. Like, oh my god. When those when those old ladies start crying, I'm like, oh, I understand what's happening right now. I the, I'm an well, old lady. I get it. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> um I think maybe I'll tweet out a link to the elderly Bakugo video. I want to watch it again, too. It was too. a really cool video. <laughs> um, all right, so Meatball Bakugo. Yeah, when, whenever somebody takes the time to be like, yeah, see, he's kind of an annoying scumbag sometimes, but also he's got the best intentions at heart, and we can't really be yeah, mad at him. he's trying really hard to be a hero. I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, One of my 
favorite like passing Bakugo moments is after that fight they get in trouble for, they get put on house arrest and they have to like do everyone's laundry and take out everyone's trash. I love that Bakugo is so thorough in his trash taking out activities for sure. <laughs> um, I say that as somebody who takes a trash out every single week, several times a week because garbage is gross. So in the moment where every, I forget where everyone's going, but everyone else is rushing out They're of the out dorm. Yeah. And Bakugo and Deku are stuck to clean the new dorm and they're like vacuuming, I guess. I don't know what the things are there. Yeah, they're vacuums. But why are the vacuums so quiet? I don't hear the vacuums. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We're not here to talk about Japanese vacuum versus American vacuums, Kelly. Sorry. Deku breaks the silence and says, So what'd you think of me uh trying to whoop your ass yesterday? AKA, what did you think of my shoot style and how I've transferred my uh or change my techniques. And him and Bakugo have like a couple of lines of like Bakugo gives him some genuine advice. It's like a long, heavy pause. And Deku's like, ah. Oh. He's not gonna answer. Shit. He hates me even more now. And then Bakugo talks to him like I would say a person. From, yeah, gives him actual advice. Yeah. Your shoot style is a little too obvious. Can I could predict coming. your moves. Even when you got faster. I could see it coming from a mile away. But when you added the fist, that pissed me off. That really pissed me off. Pissed me off to Kingdom Come. I liked that. I liked that moment too. That was really. I was like, oh, cool. They're sort of having a, a relationship, you know. Well, they're starting to build like a. There's like a mutual, a mutual respect there. Instead of just just being, you know, a one way street with Deku thinking the world of Bakugo and his ability and potential and whatever. It's Bakugo starting to realize that. This kid's worked for it. He's improved. Um, he didn't just have something given to him by, you know, chance or something. He had something given to him by All Might. And All Might saw something in him. And what did All Might see in him that I don't see? And I think maybe this is one of the first times where not only does he has he seen it, I'm sure, multiple times throughout his life without wanting to admit it, but this is the first time he sees it and has to openly acknowledge it. Like... Yeah, that was a good fight. I mean, he doesn't say it in such like an on the on the nose kind of a way, like it was a good fight or whatever. But giving the advice the way that he did mm-hmm. is like the highest compliment I feel he could have paid to Deku in that moment. Then Deku is like beaming. He's like, ah, it's like, oh my god, we're going to be good. friends. We're going to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of my favorite. I don't know if it's really just a Bakugo exclusive moment, and I I teased it a little bit earlier. Talked about it is. Uh, when you see his parents, when um, All Might and Aizawa go to visit and try to pitch them on the idea of students moving into dorms, when you get to this part of the episode, I mean, or this part of the series, All Might's walking into that parent-teacher conference expecting to get an earful from the parents because this is the kid who just got kidnapped and this whole thing started over. And, you know, I think All Might's fully expecting uh, maybe Bakugo is not going to come back to UA. Maybe the parents are all set with him. Um what I love, I mean, you see where Bakugo gets his temper a little bit from his mom. Um, Bakugo remind, Bakugo's mom reminds me of my mom a little bit. Not my mom now, but my mom like 15 years ago. Uh, so it, I think it's just funny to see um, Bakugo's mom like smack him in the back of the head for being like a little degenerate, disrespectful asshole. Um, yeah. And kind of even like give, ribbing him a little bit for getting kidnapped in the first place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then to see that transpose or that next to um, Bakugo's very calm dad, who's like, "Hey guys, let's stop you and let's just calm down." 
we have company come on um that's all fun and like you get like a little bit more depth or or uh, insight as to how Bakugo probably had to how he was raised by his parents and uh the two sides of the coin on that one the calm father versus the explosive uh mouthy mother and we see Bakugo exhibit uh both temperaments throughout the series different scenes but it's the what they say is is after Aizawa and All Might are like hey the, we take full responsibility for it the parents are really quick to be like yeah, no, it's fine. We're in. You can move in. And, you know, they kind of say like, hey, we didn't expect you to agree so easily to this. We we didn't. And it's funny because Deku is the one who is lucky to even be in the situation to be in UA. And his mom is the one who was like, I don't I don't think I want to do this anymore. I can't deal with it. Um, it's kind of like the expectations are, are flipped around in those two circumstances. All Might probably thought it was going to be an easier pitch to Deku's mom than it would be Bakugo's mom. But Bakugo's mom's like, hey, Aizawa, when you did the news conference with Principal Nezu and you said those things about how Bakugo is one of the hardest working students in your class and how he wants to be the number one hero and you've got no doubt that he'll be able to accomplish it if he w continues to work as hard as he's been working, whatever it is. Basically, he said all the right things and his parents um, noticed, appreciated, and said, hey, he's obviously in the right place amongst the right people if... Uh, you know, they recognize the same thing in our boy that we recognize in him. So not exactly a Bakugo-specific moment, but the Bakugo family that I, I, I love. I love that so much. Yeah, me too. I, I liked that a lot. Um, So that's my last, like, minor point. I think you might have one more for me too, right? Yes, I did. So um, in a more recent episode, when uh, they're in their extra lessons, because he didn't, he failed his provisional license, right? crazy that he failed his license and so did Todoroki. Yeah. But it was like a very humbling moment. So like, it's so funny that you say that before you continue. It's like Shoto wins the, the tournament Baku goes in second place. Mm -hmm. uh, no, excuse me. Baku goes in first place Shoto's yeah. in second place. Excuse me. And then when they get their internship offers Shoto's got the most and Baku goes got the second most. And then when they go to actually be able to put that into practice, neither of them can can actually neither do it. Pass. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that, that was, I was like, oh, this is going to be a humbling moment for you guys. I thought that it was going to be a writing device for them to be able to be like, hey, they're going to face some. And, and it kind of is with overhaul a little bit. I think it would have been a lot different if you have Todoroki and Bakugo in on that fight as opposed to Achako and Asui or something like that. But yeah. I thought it was like a writing device to be like, hey, we just took two of the strongest uh, students out of the out of the picture to be able to help deal with the next big threat or whatever. But yeah, provisional licensing arc in and of itself, like when they have to go to the extra classes, it's its own fun, worthwhile thing. Yeah, but so one of my favorite moments, and I think it really shows a lot of growth with him, is um the snot-nosed kids have like that leader right they're trying to get the kids on their side and so they're doing all these like fun things making them say like oh wow right cool <laughs> and he goes over to the like leader kid and is like hey you're their leader right and he's like yeah whatever and bakugo says you know if you keep looking down on everyone you're not going to see your own weaknesses and they'll surpass you before you notice or something like that. I had paraphrased. I can't remember exactly what he said. Yeah. But he I, definitely said like, you ha if you keep looking down on people, you know, you won't, you're never going to notice your own shortcomings, I think is. Yeah. Your own weaknesses or whatever. Yeah. And 
I think it really shows, you know, that he's like, oh, I have to stop looking down on people and start just focusing on like myself and my own growth instead of being so negative towards other people and thinking I'm so great. Yeah. I liked that moment. And I thought it was really cool. That's like a combination of a couple of other Bakugo moments too. I think it's like the acknowledgement out loud of him having always looked down on Deku and how that's come back to bite him in the ass. But yeah. I think also think of the time where All Might pulls him aside. I forget after which exam it is. Maybe it's the the rescue one or whatever, but um he I think it's uh level one and level one power and level fifty power I don't progress at the same rate. So yeah. um you know those those two kind of things uh I think are kind of mashed up and that advice comes out to that kid at that point and I don't know. I think it's a the latest or one of the later examples of how much Bakugo has grown up since having started um, the series or having first seen him in eighth grade and now in high school or ninth grade, I guess. I forget how Japanese high school works, but whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's probably the greatest foil Deku could have asked for. I think the more that they flush him out, the more compelling he becomes. Um, I think if you had told me when I first started watching this show a couple of years ago that eventually you'd like to, you'd come to like Bakugo as much as you like Deku I, I wouldn't have believed you um because I thought that he was going to be a very safe paint by numbers anime character but I think what makes him great is he lives in that same box but he kind of subverts your expectations every time and uh takes the right turn instead of the uh the left turn so Katsuki Bakugo happy 420 I mean happy birthday happy birthday you. Kachan. I like that feds called him Kachan the entire time. That was kind Kachan. of adorable. I don't think I called him Kachan one time until just now. Um, Me either. <laughs> thank you to Timmy Jones for the voice today. Thank you to my brother feds for giving us a call and leaving us some of his favorite Bakugo moments. Um, Kelly, you got anything before we peace out of here? No. Sorry, you're going to have to edit out so much background noise on my end. <laughs> don't even worry about it. Um... <laughs> Make sure you, if you've gotten to the end here, we appreciate you. If uh, you have gotten to the end and you haven't uh, subscribed, you've written us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's not cool. You might want to get that one together and, and, you know, maybe help us out there. Helps other people find the show. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, all the places where the podcasts live. Um, You can follow us on Instagram at dbsuperdope, on Twitter at dbsuperdope one big thank you to all of our patrons brian hebert brian melchiori bridget myers caleb darling jean-claude mini van dan dan rivera david cheers Ducari sanchez jacob perez kelly that's you priest andriotis and the legend grows timmy jones if you want to hear an uncut version of this conversation make sure you go to patreon.com slash dragon ball super dope and that's going to do it for us um I think next we've got a conversation with Anthony Grimulia from comicbookresources.com. I think that one will be up a little bit later this week. It's all Dragon Ball related. So get ready, Dragon Ball fans. Um, all right, Kelly. Uh, thanks for taking the time, and I'll talk with you soon. Gonna raise my hand with a peace sign. Kelly read all of the mangas. Do 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 do